0: Just two days before the New Hampshire primary last month, thousands of voters around the state got a phone call. What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It sounded like President Joe Biden. But he had an unusual message. He was telling people not to vote. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now.
1: But it wasn't Joe Biden. It was a deep fake. That's our colleague Bob McMillan. AI has come a long way since the last presidential election. And everybody is wondering if all these amazing advances are going to be completely misused during 2024. This was one of the first examples of a deep fake that we've seen in the 2024 presidential election cycle. And if I was going to be a betting person on this one, I'd say it's probably not the last.
0: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, February 26th. Coming up on the show, how a new era of AI deepfakes could complicate the 2024 elections.
1: This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com.
0: Is there a sense of whether or not these calls worked? Like, did they actually influence people to not go out and vote?
1: I, you know... I don't know if they worked or not. I mean, I don't know anyone who really listens to robocalls, like no matter who it is. But, you know, it doesn't. sometimes it doesn't take much to move the needle. Um, it was a small number. The estimate is between five and 25,000 calls went out, most of them to people in New Hampshire. It's not a totally insignificant number, but it's not. It almost, to me, felt like it was a test, right? Like, does this technology work? Can we get away with it? You know, what, what will happen if we try
0: it out here? So this robocalls goes out. And how did anybody figure out that it wasn't real, that it was actually a fake? I think people knew very quickly just
1: as soon as they heard the call, like Biden isn't going to call people and tell them not to vote. Like, that's just not something that happened. So I think it pretty quickly went up the chain and the Democratic Party. And they were like, this is not Joe Biden.
0: Who was behind it? Where did it come from?
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, the New Hampshire Attorney General's office investigated. They traced it to a company in Texas that is known for doing robocalls that has a couple of actions against it
0: for robocalls in a few states. The company is called LifeCorp. It didn't respond to requests for comment. The New Hampshire Attorney General's
1: office was on this. Like, it was within a few days, they said that they were investigating this as an act of voter suppression.
0: Here's the New Hampshire attorney general in a press conference. First, at the New Hampshire Department of Justice, we have issued a cease and desist letter to Life Corporation that orders the company to immediately desist violating New Hampshire election laws. After the fake Biden call, the Federal Communications Commission also issued a new rule that banned unsolicited robocalls using AI-generated voices. But Life Corp didn't create the fake phone call itself. According to a third-party analysis of the audio, it used a company called Eleven Labs. Eleven Labs is a relatively new company. It was founded in 2022. On its website, the company has a library of artificial voices, and users can easily clone their own voice, or anyone else's, by uploading audio of them speaking.
1: So you upload a bunch of samples, you give your consent for it to be used, and then at that point, you can just type something and it will sound like
0: you said it. I decided to clone myself. And it was really easy. All I had to do was sign up for a plan, which normally costs 5 bucks a month. But right now there's a promo price of $1. I recorded two minutes of myself talking and voila, there was a fake version of me.
1: So how believable is your clone?
0: Well, you tell me. I'm going to tell you two clips. One clip is going to be me talking, and the other clip is going to be my clone talking. And I want you to tell me which, which one you think is real. So this is the first one. I used 11 labs to clone my voice by uploading just two minutes of myself reading from George Orwell's 1984. Do you think this is the real me? Or a clone? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, and then this is, this is another recording that gives you an option for comparison. I used Eleven Labs to clone my voice by uploading just two minutes of myself reading from George Orwell's 1984. Do you think this is the real me or a clone?
1: I think the second one was really you, and I think the first one was the clone. Yeah, that's right. The first one was the clone. There's sort of a warmth that was missing from it. But it was pretty good, right? Like, I know, I know I've just been talking to you for, what, 25 minutes. Like, if you, if you played John Wayne's voice... You know, or somebody who I'm not, I don't talk to regularly, I wouldn't be able to tell.
0: I'm going to play you one more. I want you to tell me if this is uh, real or a clone. Bob McMillan is the greatest reporter of all time. As a clone. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that is a clone, but it is the truth, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) See, there's still a room for common sense with this, right?
0: When I created this clone of my voice, All I had to do was check a box that said, I hereby confirm that I have all necessary rights or consents to upload and clone these voice samples and that I will not use the platform generated content for any illegal, fraudulent, or harmful purpose. I reaffirm my obligation to abide by 11 labs terms of service and privacy policy. That's it. And then I can upload any voice I want and create a clone out of it in seconds.
1: Yeah, and here's a news flash, criminals often lie. So Eleven Labs, if you look at their process, it it raises some questions, right? Like, clearly Joe Biden is not going to just, like, open a free account there and upload uh, his voicemail. You know, that's just not going to happen. So it's really unclear what kind of controls on abuse of the AI technologies exist. Right, because these are often technologies that are run by startups. They're trying to encourage everyone to use them, they're trying to get maximum exposure for their technologies. And when they're being misused, they have to put guardrails on that, they have to slow down the adoption, they have to check things.
0: Eleven Labs declined a comment on the fake Joe Biden audio, but the company said, quote, We are dedicated to preventing the misuse of audio AI tools and take any incidents of misuse extremely seriously. The company also says it built a safeguard that's designed to detect and prevent people from creating voices that mimic politicians who are running for president in the U.S. or prime minister in the U.K. What is the point of having a technology like this?
1: Oh, well, I think, uh, I think it's fun, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't know what Eleven Labs' business model is, but I would imagine if, say, you had a, a, a company and you wanted to create an answering machine message that was somewhat personalized or adjusted for, for the date or something like that, and you didn't want to have to record like a, a bunch of messages, you just wanted to delegate that.
0: The technology does allow you to do some pretty interesting things. Like, it can make it sound like I'm reading entire articles or books without ever actually opening a page. And it can also translate my voice into other languages, like Mandarin or Hindi. And if you speak either of these languages, please email us and let us know how the clone did. The technology has potential upsides, but what can be done to stop it from being misused? That's after the break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Volvo
0: Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe. With LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't. And a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent
1: distractions
0: and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. It's not just fake audio that could impact an election. There's also fake images and video, too. There's the audio
1: deepfakes, then there's the video stuff. (laughs) But the state of moving video generated by AI is constantly being advanced. We just saw this product called Sora released recently that it creates like cinematic movies based on just a
0: few word prompts. Sora is made by OpenAI, the same company that makes ChatGPT. Using only a few sentences, its technology can generate highly realistic video clips. This is the biggest, like, breakthrough
1: that I think AI has ever had. That's not a real cat, bro. That's a fake cat. This is all AI. Wow. (laughs) Look at that. We're done. I mean, look at this wide shot of a Western town. It looks better than CGI. And some shots, especially ones without people, like this art gallery, I I wouldn't be able to tell that it was AI-generated. So the technology is getting really good.
0: OpenAI says that Sora, which is not yet available to the general public, will reject prompts that ask the software to mimic a celebrity. So what is this all going to mean for the 2024 election?
1: I think it's going to mean there's more garbage than ever before, right? And it's more believable garbage than we've ever seen.
0: And not just that there's more garbage out there but that also politicians would now be able to say that a real video or a real audio clip was actually a fake one generated by AI.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've seen the beginnings of that with the Hamas attacks in October. People were claiming that legitimately shot video of those attacks was
0: fake. At the end of last year, former President Donald Trump said on social media that a recent ad used AI to make him look bad.
1: You keep confusing things. And we did with Obama. We won an election.
0: Getting the facts wrong.
1: We just left pleasure.
0: Paradise. But the clips in the ad were actually real. Trump has been the victim of AI generated content as well. An ad supporting one of his opponents showed Trump attacking Iowa's governor. But his voice turned out to be generated by AI.
1: I opened up the governor position for Kim Reynolds, in which she fell behind, I endorsed her. Did big rallies, and she won.
0: It's not just politics where this technology is causing problems. There are also scams.
1: I've heard from the people who investigate cybercrime that this type of technology is extremely popular with scammers. Hmm. Their game is going up people literally will um, use voice-to-text to try and pretend to be people they're not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and call up companies and say, I'm the CEO, I want you to transfer a bunch of money. They might leave a, create a voicemail that they leave for an employee that sounds like it's the CEO asking for something to happen. There's a case in Hong Kong just a couple of weeks ago where an employee transferred more than $20 million
0: in response to a voice deepfake. fake. <laughs> Are there things that AI software companies can do to stop the misuse of their products? The AI companies, right after our story
1: ran, they announced that they were going to do some stuff to prevent AI from being misused in the election. But it's pretty vague about what they're actually going to be doing. And it's a little unclear what they really can do. I mean, the AI companies like Eleven Labs put a watermark in their audio so we were able to identify it definitively as a deep fake?
0: An audio watermark is like a digital signature that can make it clear which company generated the audio file. That's how that third party was able to confirm that Eleven Labs was the company that created the fake Biden audio. Do all AI companies include watermarks and things like that so that their generated stuff is detectable?
1: No, they don't all do that and It's very easy to strip the watermarks. So I think some companies are working on robust systems for identifying the content that's created with their tools. But it just seems like uh, we haven't seen anybody solve that problem yet.
0: Eleven Lab says it only allows paying customers with verifiable bank details to use its voice cloning features, which makes it easier to go after people who are caught misusing it. The company also says that for its more advanced cloning service, which can make the clone sound even better than the version I made, it requires users to prove they have permission by recording a voice verification. What about the social media companies like Facebook or X or TikTok? Have those companies said about anything that they'll do to try to prevent the spread of this stuff? In 2020,
1: they all had pretty robust programs to prevent the spread of disinformation, and they have systems for identifying them. And, but the thing that's happened since then is Meta has kind of disbanded the team that was really focused on this.
0: In the fall of 2022, Meta dissolved a team that was in part focused on addressing disinformation and safety issues related to AI. At the time, a Meta spokesman said the company remained committed to the team's goals and that most of its former members would continue similar work elsewhere in the company.
1: But then you look at Twitter. I mean, they have changed a lot since 2020. So ever since Elon Musk has taken over, he's said, you know, this is going to be a free speech platform. They've allowed a lot of speech that was not
0: allowed previously the US government is also wrestling with how much it should police misinformation online. That's become a very
1: sort of a lightning rod of a political discussion here in the United States. Is disinformation something that should be allowed? Is it, you know, who gets to decide what, what is true and what is not true? Should the government be doing that? We have congressional Inquiries into what the tech companies have been doing with the feds. We have civil lawsuits against um, disinformation researchers. It's a whole different environment than it was in 2020. And right now, it, it seems certain that the efforts to counter disinformation in 2024 are not going to be as robust as they were in 2020. I mean, you have this like perfect storm of advances in AI of a politicization of disinformation and a federal government that's not going to be as involved as they were. And then you you also have the nations that have traditionally engaged in sort of nation-state-backed disinformation campaigns are becoming more aggressive. You know, people that study this stuff say that Iran and China are kind of uh, emerging. And then also you have Russia basically involved in this conflict in Ukraine. So they're, they they have like extreme motivation to push the United States to not support Ukraine. It just feels like a moment where there's a lot of uh, incentive for the, the use of disinformation from nation states.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this like the end of reality <laughs> almost?
1: Oh, this is the yeah. It's the postmodern election, right? We've finally gotten a complete postmodernism, choose your own adventure reality.
0: That's all for today, Monday, February 26th. I'm gonna let my clone take it from here. The Journal is a co-production of Spotify and the Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Alexa Kors and Dustin Voles. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.